Let's find out exactly what's going on for rugby league in South Australia. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 49 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. All right, podcast, we're back. Big T's back with me. He's got a, a new hat. I love it. Yeah. Oh, brother, if you're going to start looking at the hats, you're going to be here. I've got more hats than you've had episodes. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I believe you, man. Yeah, I might I, have more West Tigers hats than you have episodes. I can't wait to see them all one by one each week. Mm. Yeah, what's happening, man? How's your week been? Uh, I mean, it's been, if anyone's been in Sydney with us, they would have realised that we've gotten over um, bushfires and now we're, we're really keen on flooding. So Yeah, so it's fire, water, then yeah. it's like Earth, Earth then wind, wind, then heart. Heart. Oh my yeah. God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And I can't work out why they haven't made a remake of Captain Planet. I've been. I I had this exact conversation <laughs> a week ago. I can't. Like, where's the movie? Bring, yeah. bring it back. It's it's never been more topical in my life than this. Anyway, <laughs> I wonder if everyone knows what we're even talking. And you about. know what, Linker? Have you have you watched them recently? Not recently. <laughs> the um the the what were they called before they were Soviet Russia? The USSR. Yeah. She was, which is where she's from in this, is she is the, like, voice of reason. And America, Wheeler, yeah. is like a crazy hothead. He's an idiot, essentially. And Linker is always trying to get him to, like, focus. So, welcome back to the Captain Planet podcast. <laughs> Ch- chasing Captain International. Planet. It's the best. It's international. <laughs> Mate, um, we've got NRL 9s coming up this weekend. What Are you, are you excited? It's sort yeah. of crept up. Yeah. I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago, you asked how I felt about particular players like that Roosters guy from the AFL, yeah. and I said it was making uh, making the whole thing a bit of a mockery. But I recently listened to the first episode of a new podcast by a Twitter person, at Victoria underscore. She's done her first episode. It's called Let's Chat Footy or something like that. You're going to have to send me a link. I haven't heard this one. Yeah, and she, it's just her. She lives in California, so she's she's getting excited about um, bits of uh, California rugby league. But she's really excited about the nines, and she was saying anyone who's fired up about how uh, – um, people aren't taking it seriously, have missed the point of nines. Nines is fun. And if you listen yeah. to any players talk about it, nines is just fun, which is actually why um, it's made me realise that's why all these retired players want to play it because they can't play 13's, you know, top level, but they can go back to having a huge amount of fun playing rugby league. And so I want to take back my AFL I'm glad. slander yeah, about the good. Roosters. Yeah, and I'm now all in. I don't care who wins. I'm, I'm super G'd. I love nines when we were having those international yeah. um, games before. Yeah. So I'm super G'd. So I'm not I'm not saying you have to go and listen to that podcast, but if you certainly are excited about nines or you're not sure about nines, go and give this episode a listen. It only goes 20 minutes. So Sounds fun. good. And it's in the carbs, old carb days of just one person in a room hoping someone's listening and no co-host vibe. Those days seem like so long, long ago. Uh, well, they were better episodes. If it's I, good to be. Me. Nah, no way, man. It's <laughs> good to be here in the uh, the cupboard in Roselle. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. But, mate, you had a you had a chat with Justin Dooley a few weeks ago. Speaking from, of nines. Yeah, NRL South Australia. Yeah, they've got a lot of nines happening there. They've got plenty of nines. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I haven't even heard this chat yet, so I'm, mm. I'm pumped for it. It reminds me a little bit of episode 39, Bring Back the Reds, which I had with Donnie Bell. One of uh, faves. Commentator from NRL Western Australia. Mm. So, we're, we're slowly working our way across. We'll get to Sydney eventually, maybe. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm um, looking forward to the chat. And why don't we cut to Biggest Tiger and Justin Dooley? 
Thanks, Carb. Sitting patiently on the phone today is the man waving the rugby league flag in South Australia. He played for the Wests, Easts and Hunter Mariners and then London Broncos. More recently, he became the state manager for the NRL in South Australia. Justin Dooley, welcome to Chasing Kangaroos. Uh, good morning, Big T. How are you, mate? Thank I'm, you. I'm feeling great today, mate. Sydney's looking fantastic. Adelaide, how's Adelaide feeling today? Look, for this time of year, it's actually cool. Oh, okay, great. You're used to um, 40 plus degrees in summer, <clears throat> but uh, today and yesterday has been quite cool, so very pleasant. Have you lived in Adelaide long? Only a year. Okay, I moved okay. down last year. This time last year I arrived, or mm-hmm. around Christmas last year. Um, what brought me down here was my wife's from here. We've got a couple of young kids, so we just thought we'd make a, a move to to Adelaide uh, for those purposes. Then I, sort of in the midst of the move, I found out there's a job going with the rugby league here, so I applied. Brilliant. Um, and here we are. Well, speaking of family, was there a family member that was instrumental to getting you into rugby league as a kid? I guess what what brought me into the game was, um, as a supporter initially, it was... Um, we didn't have any of that type of stuff where where I grew up in Hunter Valley as a, as a young kid. We didn't have any rugby league we uh, to play. But I used to watch it on telly because I had a cousin that played Marty Gurr who played for the Roosters right. back in the day. Mm. He played for South and Manly as well. But his first club was the Roosters. So we we used to sort of clam around the television at home just to watch our cousin Marty uh, play for the Roosters. So wow. that's, that's what got me into the game and why I used to love the Roosters and why I still still do. Okay. Um, so that was way way back in the, way back then, yeah. And and what would be your first memory of the game? Is it watching your cousin then, or? Yeah, literally sitting around the television at home, um, and every time Marty had touched the ball or be, or be on the screen, <laughs> we'd be just pointing at him and going, "There's Marty, there's Marty." Yeah, wow, how exciting! Um, and you know what? I actually, to watch the game, I used to have to sort of get out of bed at late at night. Mum would wake me up after the uh, the movie and. Um, the rugby league had come on at about ten, thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and she'd wake me up, and I'd go out and watch it then. You know, so wow. or, sit, or sit in the car, or dad's car, I'd sit in dad's car on a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, just listening to the to the call. Wow! Um, and it was all focused about how the roosters were going and how Marty was going in yeah. those early years. And how great now that the roosters play games in Adelaide. Like that's a romantic turn of events for you. Yeah. Well, and. Yeah, well, it was for sure. Um, I, we obviously had them here last year. Yeah. Um, but I went on to play for the Roosters a couple of times. Yeah. That was um, that was something special as well, you know. So. And with, um, um, your family's all sitting around the radio and the TV then when you were playing it as well. <laughs> um, probably on the radio, but maybe the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you, as you mentioned, you played in Australia first grade in Australia. And you also played first grade in England. What were the biggest differences you saw between those two competitions? Um, probably in England, the game is a bit slower. Um, I think that was probably evidenced by the fact that as a front rower in Australia, I knew that after 15 minutes, someone would be coming to get me off, you know, and, <laughs> um, you know, um, whereas in England, I could probably, I could play a, a full game Wow. Or, or 70 minutes. So it was a bit slower. It suited me. That's why I, I really loved it there. Um, I, I think the other great distinction is, um, over there, there's a bigger divide between the better teams and the, and the, and the lower teams. Right. So the intensity wouldn't be the same every week for those for those good teams because mm. they'd be playing every second week. They'd be playing a, a team that's probably not <clears throat> up to scratch, you know. So whereas over here, it's very intense every week, you, you find. Yeah, right. 
And what are those from those experiences there? Has any of them helped you with your role now as as state manager? Oh well, being a rugby league person in, in a non rugby league team, our town <clears throat> obviously helps um, for me to have the passion to to help drive the game here, right? Um, because there's not a lot of rugby league people here, you know. So um, I think also it gives me it's provided me some contacts that might help with me um, making some progress down here. And, yeah. and, and that was, you know, last year Trent Robinson was here. I, was, I used to play with him at the Roosters. And right. he was here with the Roost, uh, Roosters last year. And that enabled me to um, liaise with the Roosters in making their visit more meaningful for us as well, you know. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So what does being the NRL state manager for South Australia actually mean? What do, What do you do in that job? Well, we look after we look after the game here. Um, uh, everything, everything from the grassroots through to our, you know, senior senior players and our right. rep, rep program, um, and and setting the strategy for the future. Um, I guess is a big part of the job. Um, and, and we we're growing at the moment, too, and we want to continue to grow. So, my my job is spent most of the time in you know. Sort of getting that strategy in place, right. so that we can keep growing, you know, and, and focusing on children and, and juniors and um, and women, um, different um, forms of the game like tag. Right. Um, so we're, we're just trying to grow all that um, down here, and with that come a lot of, comes a lot of challenges because we we have to fight for facilities. Mm. South Australia is a sports mad place, which is fantastic. Is it so well? A lot of soccer, a lot of AFL, so. We have to fight for um, for facilities, you know. So, which is a good, which is good and bad because we love seeing people playing sport of any type. But, but, but if we just get a fair share of facilities, I, I know we'll have um, some good growth here. Right. And so, in the year that you've been there, what do you think are some of the better developments you've seen that's happened in South Australia? Well, we we uh, we grew last year, but we in metropolitan rugby league numbers grew by forty percent. Wow. Now, that was on the back of a couple of things. We had the women's competition for the first time. Right. So we had three women's teams in a comp. Um, we also ran a post-season spring nine-a-side tournament. Right. Which was hugely successful. Wow. Uh, and brought brought a lot of players to the game that hadn't played before. Um, and I think that was because of the time of year it was on. So we, we had it on in about October, November. And it's a time of year, too, where not much is happening in sport. Okay. Um, cricket really hadn't started. Yep. The, the the football codes had finished. We played it on a Friday night. We found a nice venue. We kept it nice and compact. It went for four weeks. And and, and people liked that. Yep. L- liked that package. Um, so that brought us a lot of new players. Nines was it was greatly successful for us. And like I said, the time of year, um, we kept it compact. People don't, I find, you know, people these days, they don't like to commit to something for too long. Right. So this four-week competition we had was fantastic. And so what uh, are the age not, groups happening in that Nines comp? We were senior men and women and yeah. under, 16, um, under 16 boys. Yeah, wow, okay. That sounds phenomenal because the nines. I mean, they're just about to do a nines comp in Perth. Is that the kind of thing then you'd also want to see happening in Adelaide to build on that nines competition? Like, is nines the future for really for rugby league in in the growing parts of Australia? No, I don't. No, I don't think it's the um, it's the future. It, it's right. just um, 
it's just an add-on, you know, that we can we can do at a different time of year. I think rugby league and NRL, we, we, the, the picture we see going forward is that we we can play something twelve months of the year. Right. It no longer needs to be confined to the winter months. Right. Um, and over here, our metropolitan comp wasn't that long, so we 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 needed to play more footy. So it sort of suited our dem- demographic and our situation here to play another month's footy in October and November because we'd already we'd been finished for a couple of months from that metropolitan competition. So right. um, I don't think nines is the answer to, to rugby worldwide, mm-hmm. but I think doing things differently is certainly the answer. Right. And, and nines is one of those things. Um, playing tag is another thing that is different and, and gets people interested in their game. You know, right, right, Some right. people don't want to tackle each other, too. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> we'll stick a couple of tags on and we can rip tags off and still play. Yeah. Uh, the basic concept of rugby league. Yeah. Okay. Great. And so, other than the um, the grounds, are there any other major challenges you guys are facing in South Australia at the moment? Well, AFL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. AFL. Yeah. It's a. It's, they're mad about that sport down here. You know. So. Um, and if you don't want so to tackle someone, is, there you can. Sorry? If you don't want to tackle someone, you can go play AFL. Isn't it? Well, you can, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but look, so. We, just to, just to we want to get more awareness of our game. We know we're not going to take over from AFL down here. Right. Um, but if we can just get the word out there about our game, show people how what a great game it is, then we will have an offering then for, for people who do want to play it. Um, I want to get into – we're in the schools very much so, but we want to get South Australian kids playing rather than – a lot of the community that play here now are expats, a lot of Islanders, but we want to get South Australian kids. So that's right. a challenge is getting South Australians playing. Original, you know, born and bred South Australians playing. So uh, we'll continue to get into our schools uh, from different forms of the game, touch, tackle, tag, um, to introduce them to the game. The, the rugby league is bringing out a new framework for, um, for for rugby league as well to in- encourage people to play. So for under sixes to eights, they won't tackle each other, for instance, mm. you know, until they learn how to tackle, they'll, they'll, they'll play tag, but learn how to tackle. So then, you know, it, it gives parents more comfort that they're, yeah. they're playing in a more safe environment and they're yeah. not hurt themselves. Um, so, so, you know, initiatives like that are designed to help people yeah, right. um, enter the game with, with, with greater safety. And how does it go with refereeing down there? Is it hard to find referees in that area? Well, it, it's similar to players. It, right. It's more dependent upon... Um, Expats who have moved here. Yeah. We've got a good core group of referees at the moment. Um, the challenge there is to where do we get new ones from when, yeah. when these ones are finished? You know, when, when they retire. So once again, we need to try and develop um, some youngsters and some Adelaide people to become referees mm. um, across all the different games we've got. You know, so um, that certainly is a bit of a challenge as well. Do you see the, uh, much of a bump or, or any kind of growth when the NRL plays? A regular season game in Adelaide. Does that help generate interest and things like that? Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. It certainly does because um, it does a couple of things. It provides a great event for sort to look forward to and attend. Right. And last year I was here for the Roosters game, and this office was um, busy and certainly a buzz with with anticipation and excitement about about the game in the lead up to the game. Uh, the Roosters sent down Anthony Minicello and a few other guys to to go to schools and. Um, Send out the word that the Roosters are coming and, and advertise the game and right. and then the game itself was fantastic for us 
for us all to, to attend in our community to attend. And we had our kids playing um, at half time and yeah. we had people involved before the game. Um, so it provides that event, but also shows the intent from the NRL mm. on a broader scale that they're serious about rugby league in South Australia. So, so that, that's what gives us the comfort that NRL is really um, serious about what they're doing down here by, by continuing to send the team down here. And the Roosters came for three years, and that's ended, but this year we've got State of Origin, which is fantastic. Right. And then 2021, we haven't decided what's going to go on then, but it will be important for us um, to get another game down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or at least try and get another team to, to keep turning up, because I think the Roosters turning up three times helps build a, f- a fan base. You know, they're seeing yep. the same team each time. Yeah. Um, and I, I, do you know how much of that was the Roosters or how much of that was the NRL? Is that the club kind of making that commitment or is it the NRL encouraging them to do that? The NRL certainly encouraging them. Yeah, the, right. the Roosters, um, the Roosters were all for it as well to right. bring bring a game away to try and broaden their um, supporter base, but also the South, South Australian government and tourism. Right. Um, they're the ones that ultimately um, foot the bill, so they're the ones that need to be um, excited about it as well. Yeah, okay. and they certainly are. They've brought the Roosters here for three years. They're bringing Origin next year, so yeah. um, they've got some great intentions. Speaking of Adelaide football, then Adelaide Rams, you know, like, what's the deal with that? Is that ever coming back? Um, and if so, is it coming back as the Rams? Would it come back as a new club? Well, that's a big question too. Yeah. Um, um, you know, over twenty years ago now, the Rams played down here. I actually played against the Rams. Wow! Um, in the first game in Adelaide Oval oh, wow. for the, for the Hunter Mariners. They've got a great historical milestone you've got now when you're back there. That's so yeah, great. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know what? Even though it's so long ago, um, people still talk about the Rams down here now. When you talk, oh, talk to rugby league people, it breaks my they heart. still remember the Rams fondly. Um, our junior academy is called the Rams. We have Rams on our jerseys. Oh. Um, we have a Rams sign out the front here in our office. So people remember them well and fondly. Um, oh. The problem is that they got caught up in the... Um, I and Super League War, and, mm. and there were collateral damage when when those two bodies came together, and they they uh, they were you know shut down, and it was very abrupt. So that was the other thing people remember about it all. It was very abrupt, and it did leave a sour taste in people's mouths down here. And the game and the game sort of went backwards after that uh, after that happened. Mm. Um, but look, that's your highness now. So going going forward, I guess the dream is. That one day we might have a rugby league team down here. I think that it's great to have that, that type of aspiration, and you, you need that type of aspiration, right? So, yeah. but in reality, we're a long way off that, right? Um, because we just haven't got the, the rugby league base here at the moment to support that. Yeah. Whereas back in the back in the day when the Rams came, they did. Rugby league was a lot bigger here then. Really? Yeah, but now, but but wasn't brought here because um, the base demanded it. It was brought here as a function of that um, sibling war and, you know, um, News Limited wanted a team stum- somewhere to stick on is. TV, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't warrant that, but it still was a lot bigger then, right? So um, so going forward, we need to get things a lot bigger here, a lot more interesting rugby league here, corporately and, and player-wise and participation. And look, never say never, but it wouldn't be in the next five or ten years, but beyond mm. that, who knows? Yeah, okay. Okay, so thinking about what could be in your graphs, then what what do you really hope happens in the next or in five years? Chasing kangaroos calls you back. 
you're you're still there, <laughs> which I hope you're yep. happy about. Well, yep. What do you, what do you really hope's happen? You're going to you're going to tell us five years. Well, we hope that our um um our competitions bigger and broader. Yep. You know, last year we had three senior teams. Next year, or well, this year, 2025. So we are on a on a, a path of growth, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so we like to continue to grow that, but we also most significantly like to grow the, the juniors within those clubs. At the moment, we don't. We have sixes, eights, tens, twelves, fourteens, but not every club has a um, a team in in each age group. So we'd love to fill it, fill in the age groups for all our teams, and hopefully by then we'd have you know eight eight clubs around Adelaide, mm-hmm. um, and playing playing. Um, Juniors through to seniors every weekend, you know. So, with all with all good stable facilities, because I mentioned facilities before, and it's the challenge here is that the facilities keep changing. One year, a club will play um, in in a certain ground. The next year, they'll go somewhere else, and they'll be there for two years, and they'll move somewhere else. So, so we need over the next five years to create stability for our clubs. Um, because as I said before, we want to grow the numbers and grow the base and grow the juniors and grow the age groups. Yeah. But you need stability. And I, what I mean by that, I need a club to say, right, we're here for five years. This is our home ground for five years. We're here. And is, it, here the local, is it the local government who's going to do that or is it a club? Like who's making that decision to, to make Councils, that? local government. Yeah, right. Um, so that's what we need to build on is our, our stability of our facilities the the quality of our facilities, mm. and then from there we'll we'll grow the numbers. No, I've got no doubt about it. We'll, we'll grow the numbers because rugby union's a lot bigger than us down here. Is it? Um, and we're similar games, similar demographic, mm. similar people play. And the big difference between us and them is the facilities. Yeah, right. They've got great facilities. You, you give me their facilities for ten years, I'll turn this game around. That big will lead two rugby league teams to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. There's that's the best reach goal I've ever heard. Adelaide will have two <laughs> two NRL teams in ten years. What about um? Do, do they play many? I don't know. I don't follow rugby union at all. Unfortunately, do they play many Wallaby games in in South Australia? Well, see, you know what? Um, they have they planned a Bledisloe Cup game here next year, but that has since been scrapped. Now, I don't know what what caused that. Whether mm. the AAU decided to pull out or the um state government here, but mm. it's no longer going ahead. Whereas it, so the answer to that is no. Yeah, okay. Because I just feel like that's happening a lot at the moment. It's been a very big window where unions seems to be on the downward spiral and the league seems to be in the up, and it seems like a great opportunity. So we're seeing that in South, South Australia as well now. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, anyone listening now, it sounds super exciting. So anyone listening now, how what, what can we be doing to help South Australia get to their two NRL teams in 10 years? Well, they can ring us up and play. Yeah. If they're playing already, bring a friend along um, to play as well. Um, and, and just continue to support what we do. We, we're doing things differently. Like I said before, we, we're we looking to um, grow our tag um, variety of the game or form of the game this year to, introduce, to slowly introduce people to the game. And um, tag is a great game, as I said before. You, you, you don't have to tackle each other. You don't get knocked around. You can, you can still play rugby league in it now. It might be a stepping stone to playing tackle. You might decide to just to continue to play tackle. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still a form of the game. So we're going to we're going to provide the strategy to 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 grow and improve ourselves. Um, so anybody listening, um, 
just jump on board with us and and participate in everything that we provide because we're going to provide something for everybody to play. Excellent. Whether it's touch, tackle, or tag. Beautiful. Thanks, Justin. This has been great. That's all my questions and comments. Did you have anything else before we finish? No, mate. That's great. I appreciate you guys showing some interest in us, T. No, not really. Well, do. Um, and we'll keep in touch, mate. If you ever, if you ever come down here, we'll, we'll have to meet up and I'm going to show you around. I'd love to. And also, keep um, it, if you've got us on the social, send us scores and updates of things that are happening in your local comps and, and we'll do shout-outs um, about what's happening down there as well. Good on you, mate. That'd be great. That'd be much appreciated. No, for sure. Okay. Thanks, Justin. Have a great rest Thanks. of your day, mate. Cheers, mate. See you later. Mates, you know what I have to say about all that? Bring back the Rams. Yeah. I mean, and they're great names. You can say Rams over and over again because I remember we said Bulls, Bulls last Bulls, week, didn't yeah, we? No, Rams, 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 Rams. No, see? don't say it. <laughs> no, I still say we're Rams, Rams, Rams. I think you can shout that at a stadium. Go the Rams. But um, the uh, the one thing that you've now made me think about was the guy from Western Australia, he was that commentator, but he was also like the boss of rugby league in all of Western Australia. Oh, no, he wasn't things, the boss. I think he should be the boss, but no, he wasn't the boss. But he, he was definitely a, a commentator. He, was, he did some work for one of the clubs. Yeah, so yeah, he's, right. he's in, quite involved over there. Yeah, so Justin needs to pick up a commentary gig and some other things if he's going to meet Western Australia's high bar. you got to wear all the hats. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could help out, mate. You wear a lot of hats. I would love like to move to Adelaide hats. and push <laughs> rugby league because how else am I going to get my Order of Australia you know, <laughs> gifts to rugby league or whatever that was? I've got to do something big. So we're now mentioning every week me being on the panel to Golden Boot, <laughs> Robbie Roberto Farrell, <laughs> and you getting your OAM for rugby league. I think there's <laughs> if you could, if I can somehow get you to give Robbie the Golden Boot, and that's my work towards rugby league. We can get all three tied together. <laughs> Who knows? I've got to see. I've been having coffee at the Cove every day trying to see if Robbie Funny. shows up again. But anyway, we'll get him eventually. But mates, uh, from Golden Boots <laughs> to Golden Points. Let's, let's do it. A good segue. Thank you. Golden Points. Uh, I think it's your turn to start this week, and I've got to say. I've, uh, my internet's been down on the weekend, so I reckon we this is the week. Here we go. This is the week that Big T finally gets me. So this is you setting it up. So when you beat me without the internet, you're even more. Well, like- how good if I win? <laughs> how good am I if I lose? Poor carbs, you didn't even have the internet. <laughs> yeah, you've set yourself up as the underdog. That's really what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's the only way I can support myself in these golden points. Right. But let, let's let's do it. You start. Let's go to Middle East Africa. Lebanon will return alongside 2019 holders Nigeria, runners-up Morocco, and hosts South Africa to complete to compete in this year's Mid-East Africa Championship, which will be held in Pretoria, Pretoria, if I, Pretoria, I shouldn't read it, in autumn. How good is that? That was one of mine. So I'm and, already off to a bad start. And also, that was, I remember when we first, my first episode with you, I think I asked who the Mia is, because you kept saying it, and then you explained it to yeah, me. Yeah, Middle-East Africa. It's good to see. So it's going to be a tough competition this year. So South Africa and Lebanon coming back into the fold. Yep. Last year was Nigeria, Morocco, Cameroon and Ghana. Uh, Cameroon and Ghana are going to be disappointed. I spoke to some of the guys there, uh, in particular from Ghana. Ghana, for sure. Yeah, disappointed to be missing out. But of course, it's the South Africa is the host. Lebanon are the former champions and they're both coming back into it this year. Mm. Nigeria are the holders, as you said, and Morocco are the runners up. So it's a four-nation four competition. Yep. I'm sure it will grow in the future. But at the moment, it's all played over one weekend. And four teams is really the most you can do with that sort of thing. So, but also, just how good is it that you've got teams in this part of the world fighting over getting into a competition? It gives them, yeah, oh. it gives the Ghanas and the Cameroons something to fight about. 
And this 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 area is just going to get stronger and stronger. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, there's so much going on in Africa. They're in Russia. It's going to be great. That in Russia. Guys, Golden Point, the Phoenician Cup. So Belmore Sports Ground has been announced as the host venue when Lebanon take on Malta in a triple header Ooh. during the international round on Saturday 20th of June. So it's going to be the under-18s will face off against each other. The Dames and uh, the Junipers, so the women's sides, will face each other. And then the main event will be the Knights and the Cedars. So Malta yeah, right. versus Lebanon rep around this, this year. It's going to be awesome. Who have you got for that one? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm probably going to go Lebanon. Yeah, me too. They always seem to pull off the upsets. But Malta depends who they get across. You never know. A few people have been asking me if Bronson Sherry's going to turn up. Oh! One. I don't think he will. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's excellent. You never know. Uh, to... Well, it says Melanesia. Is that a place? Melanesia, yeah. I, yeah, it is. Great. <laughs> <coughs> the Ravalaro Rabbits will be looking to become the first Fijian team to win the Me- Mela- Malaysian Cup. No, it's not Malaysian. It's Melanesian, Melanesian. Cup uh, champions when they host the Lay Tigers later this month in Lutokoa. First introduced in late 2015, the Melanesian <laughs> Cup Championship has been dominated by Papua New Guinea teams, which has seen the first national uh, Fiji National Rugby League, the FNRLL, uh, alternate between sending their top clubs and a district representative teams. And I'm really hoping that Fiji take it out. That's awesome. So I believe my geography is horrible, but I think Melanesia, Polynesia, oh, pretty much that makes so much splits sense. the Pacific. Yeah, okay. So you got Fiji, Papua New Guinea, part of that. Obviously, a few other nations, but I think like Samoa, Tonga. Are on the, the other side, side. Mm. Um, but that's really cool, man. And I hope, yeah, the Ravalava Ravala side have been ripping it up in yeah, PG yeah. competition recently. So, so I hope it happens because, as much as I love PNG, and we're going to an episode coming up. I also love Fiji. So spoiler alert: Fiji episode. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that more soon. Actually, there's a Fiji episode coming up as well. That is that confirmed. Can we say it yet? No. Let's not say it yet. Guys, you're going to have to wait. Uh, Golden Point, over to the Super League, and it's confirmed. So a couple of weeks ago, you bagged me out for Uh giving a rumour or talking about a rumoured signing. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. It happened. So English prop Luke Thompson, he's confirmed. He's moving from St. Helens to Canterbury at the end of the season. So uh, that's going to be great for the doggies. Like, I think he really suits their style of play, really will suit their pack. One of the best front rowers in the world, certainly the best front rower in England uh, and in the Super League. Absolutely killed it last year. Um, St. Helens really didn't want to let him go, mm. but uh, you just can't stop these young British guys when when they want, when the NRL comes calling. Yeah, yeah. And also, Canterbury would be able to give them a lot more coin than England. Is, am I right in thinking that? Definitely. Well, our salary cap is double oh, yeah. and a half yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 the way it is at the moment, unfortunately, for the Super League. Plus, if you play basketball, you want to play in the NBA. <laughs> so, if you want to play rugby league, you want to play the NRL. Okay, to Cessnock. There we go. You're not going to have this one. Where Brad Fittler, Danny Badiris, Mark O'Mealy, Steve Menzies, Mark Hughes and Ian Sherbert were on hand to re-turf a field at St. Philip's Christian School. Because I saw been this smashed. video. How yeah. cool was this? The, Is this the, the one where they were like, playing the ball but yeah. with the grunt? Yeah, Rolling that's awesome. It was rad. So good for them. Thanks well to New South Wales Rugby League. Well done. And what, what a bunch of champions too. What a side that would have been. <laughs> yeah, true. It's Golden Point, England. So this is old news now, but Wayne in, Wayne out. So old news, as I said. <laughs> Damn it. But England, did you have this one? Yeah, that's my next one as well. (laughs) England have announced that former Wigan coach uh, Sean Wayne will take uh, take England to the next World Cup. Um, He spoke to Dave Woods on Five Live BBC podcast last week, and there was a few things to come out of that that I found interesting. So he said that he's not sure if England are going to have a mid-season test this year, which I think is a little bit of a mistake. I would have at least liked to have seen them play France. Uh, He thinks that like a training hit out would probably be better 
better off or they'd be mm. better suited to that. But there was all sorts of talk about them playing Samoa over here. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But, um, look, I don't know what you think, Biggest, but I'm not sure if he's got enough time to really get England ramped and ready for the World Cup in, you know, 18 months' time, really. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Good. That's no, no further comments. Well, I'm just trying to think it through. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, unless uh, unless the this group really didn't like Wayne and they're going to be really excited by, you know, fresh ideas, fresh blood, and they, and they galvanise around that, if they really, if they kind of liked Wayne and they've got this new guy, new ideas, kind of trying to push them in a, a direction they're not super, you know, G'd or, or yeah. subconsciously happy to, to change what they're doing, then it's going to have really bad effects and they really need a mid-season match just so they can get some cobwebs or some new um, combinations. I hope you can turn it around. I feel like the RFL was sort of forced to get rid of Wayne Bennett uh, because of the poor results with the Lions tour. Hmm. There was a lot of controversy with that. You know, the the, the English fans were up in arms. It was, it was, you know, imagine losing a kangaroo tour to, like, like that, like mm. abs- it would be absolutely crazy. We'd be calling for Mal Meninga's head if yeah, that was yeah. the case. So, yeah, Wayne Bennett's gone. Uh, Sh- Sean Wayne, I guess the plus side is he's English. I don't know if that's good enough. Mm. Do the pl- will the players? It is a plus side. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think, I don't know. I don't know how that would work over there, but hopefully, hopefully it means a strong World Cup for them. To Queanbeyan. I mean, to my golden point was to Wayne's broken, broken heart. That's where we were leading <laughs> for the other one. But to Queanbeyan, the Canberra Raiders and the Canberra Region Rugby League have launched wheelchair rugby league in the Canberra Region. Awesome. And there will be two come and try days in Queenbean Indoor Sports Centre on Sunday, February 23rd and Sunday, March 1st. So That's get along so cool. to that. I didn't know about that one. That's awesome. I'm learning things too. Yeah, you're welcome. Golden Point, Toronto. <gasps> so since we last recorded Biggest, uh, Toronto have played two games. So mm-hmm. there was the night we recorded last mm-hmm. time and, and now they, they played yesterday our mm-hmm. time. Both games losses. So they lost against uh, Castleford 28 to 10, and they lost uh, this cup passing weekend 24 to 16 against Salford. That's less. Is it too early for the alarm bells to be? Oh, way too early. Yeah. As a West Tigers fan, it's way too early. <laughs> I, I just think they need to be winning some games soon. And I know they're getting better. But like the, the, There was a lot of improvement in that second game. Uh, Sonny Bill. Improved all the plays, improved across the board. They scored three tries in in quick succession and and nearly came back. They, they were probably nine minutes away from winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just I I just think the more they these these early games are important. They yeah. need to get a few on the board because the injuries are going to come, and we all know that their their squad's mm-hmm. not not very deep. So, well, to quote my super best friend Peter, Peter Sterling, you'll <laughs> learn a lot more from a loss than you do from a win. So I think they'll be all right. I love Peter Sterling. Oh, he's, don't get me started on Peter Sterling. <laughs> we need a whole episode on Peter Sterling. Okay, to NRL HQ. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the NRL has rewarded 20 Australian Holden's women's premiership players oh, with elite marquee contracts. The elite group will receive, obviously, cash money, but access to national women's elite coaching and performance staff, including tailored training programs, well-being and education support, as well as media and leadership training ahead of an upcoming representative calendar. I love that. And the 2021 World Cup. That's awesome. So uh, do they, do any of the other, like, is 20 enough? Like, do the other girls get paid as much? Do you know this? or they do, do they get do they get paid? Yes. Do they get the paid same? No. no. And also, this was a. Um, I think m- money is excellent, and and but they'll all tell you it's not the the main reason they're all at the moment in this part of their. They understand that women's rugby league is is launching. It's not where it yeah. needs to be. So, I think the stuff around getting them better on the field, so that national elite coaching and performance, yeah, 
and and seeing the NRL invest in their ability as a product is incredible. And then also the outside stuff about well-being and and media training also shows that the NRL is investing in long term. How do we make this product look as best as we can? Because we're going to put them in front of cameras and yeah. in, in things. So. So at, money is important, and they should be getting paid a huge amount of money. But this is the same track that that um, cricket Australia went. I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. And so, and a lot of people praised the cricket and how they've done it, and and women's cricket is doing really well at the moment. So uh, it's great to see the NRL aren't uh, are investing in in this, and they're also looking at what's working in other sports and trying to make that happen here. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Good on I guys. love it. I hope, I hope. And also our our super best friend, um, our West Tigers dragon. Friend, yeah, how good's that? Vitelli Walsh is, is also getting is one of these ladies getting this contract. So I love that there's that West Tigers Dragons connection with her, and we've got you've got yeah. another interview coming up with her soon, which yeah, is yeah. part of a very special episode that we're putting together. But uh, yeah, we've got plenty going on, guys. Uh, golden point, uh, NRL nines. So uh, St George Laura Dragons have confirmed. I'm excited about this one. That uh, retired winger and New Zealand rugby league legend Jason Nightingale, my wife had a crush on this guy, uh, will line up. I had a crush too. Yeah. Uh, more Matt Cooper for me. I uh, will line up <laughs> for the NRL Nines this week. Uh, this weekend, um, I'm pretty excited. I don't know if he's still got it in the old legs, Doesn't but I'm matter. just excited to see him out there. And you touched on this earlier, but it's so good to see these like Nightingale, Kirk Idley's coming back. There's other players coming back as well. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, the only thing I will say against my Dragons is when they announced it. Uh, on social media, they said that they're doing it uh, just to cover, just like for possible injuries to their squad. And I don't think that's the right. <laughs> oh I don't think that's the right way to no. announce this. Uh, but look, good to see Jason back. And mm. yeah, I think that, like you said, the nines is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Have you got a tip for the nines? No. Is there? Do you want to make a sandwich bet? Well, I'd love to. I, they haven't released all the squads yet, so can I at least see? Let's. let's well, I reckon we go with our gut. Well, then I go to the Tigers. And I feel like it's unfair that you've bullied me into sandwich betting <laughs> with the Tigers. All right. Outside of, uh, can we take our own team? Take our own and another one. And then another one. Yeah, and can right. I do that next week or no, the week after? Oh, no, it's going to be it's done. It's going to be over. Okay. Uh, I will I'm take. taking you into this corner. Yeah. I will take <laughs> someone outside of Sydney because Tigers are inside of Sydney. And so anyone but Brisbane. So I will take Newcastle. Okay. I'm going to take Dragons, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take the Warriors because... That's a good one. Damn it. I just want them to win something, and I think this is their best chance. Yeah. But I but think... That's a good one. Oh, Sean Johnson doesn't play for them, actually. Well, I think Cronulla could be a good chance as well, but I'm sticking with the Dragons. And, Haven't and seen Warriors. it yet, but allegedly the worst jersey. Oh, have Cronulla's. you not seen this jersey? No. You the don't Tigers like, ones looks incredible. Yeah, the Tigers one's great. You don't want to see this Cronulla jersey. It's like a big shark eating the spons. It's ridiculous. <laughs> don't, don't even look. Close your eyes when they're playing. It is... I usually shit. do. It no. is shit. <laughs> no. uh, cool, your turn. Oh, it is. <clears throat> the New South Wales Suburban Grounds. That's where our next golden point is. New South Wales Rugby League Junior Representative Competitions kicked off this weekend. Obviously, horrible weather, so a lot of games had to be cancelled, but I'd love to give a big shout-out to the players and coaching staff that are involved. But my biggest shout-out and massive congratulations to all the referees that have also been vetted, trained, and selected to be part of this rep season. I know three guys personally who are all super G'd, and I, and I wish them all That's the best. That's awesome, man. Mm. You're a referee as well. Have you refed mm. before? Yeah. I've refed before. I'm up to a bunch of seasons, kind of five, six. That's awesome, man. What level do you ref at? This level. Well, not the rep level. The the up to opens guys, A grade, but without before anyone gets paid. How good is that? Well, no, not, I'm not very good. No, How good like, is doing pretty it? Pretty awesome, Great. yeah. It's, and you get paid, dude. I honestly went because I thought, how many of them am I going to give back to rugby league, but I can't yeah. play it or, or podcasting is not really giving back. And so I went, I, 
uh, I thought I'm a big unit with a big voice, so I should go and do this. And then I was two thirds of the way through the training, and someone said, "And you'll need to give bank details to get paid." And I almost fell off my chair. Like that's mad. It was rad. I couldn't believe someone was going <laughs> to pay me to get involved. As you honestly have, I do touch judging more than anything else because. Um, I love it, and it's the best, the best place to watch football. You just run to wherever you can see the game best, yeah, and then tell someone ah, that was very good. Or when you shout forward pass, you know, eating a pie on the seat, no one listens to you, and they yeah. tell you shut up if anything. Yeah, they do. Whereas when I say it, someone blows a whistle and it's a forward pass. It's the best way you can ever watch football. That's so good. Do the players call you, sir? Uh, the players, tr- honestly, most of the time I'm, I'm with teenagers. Yeah. And they don't say anything to me, to my face. They, they you know, mutter it, <laughs> Just you know, when they're going to the scrum. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're saying something. <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm a big unit, so not many people say many things to my face. I'm learning I'm learning new things about Big T oh, there you go. every week. Golden Point, Greece. So a few weeks ago, we saw the Rhodes Knights lose their first match ever in Greek domestic competition. Uh, they went down to the Attica Rhinos in a close one. Well, here come the cliches, man. But a couple of weeks is a long time in rugby league. Oh, here we go. And revenge is sweet. Yeah. Because the Knights have hit straight back in the return leg with a convincing 48-6 to six shellacking. Um, and I'm going to shout out to listener of the show, Arnaldo Otello. Uh, he listens every week all the way from Albania. And he actually took part in this match for Attica. He yeah. 2,432 kilometres just to get there. What? Uh, it's a dedication, mate. Arnaldo, I know you're listening. Keep hashtag growing the game, mate. Yeah. Ha- keep hashtag doing more than anyone else I know for the game. He loves it, man. It's 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 fantastic, and um, yeah, we might maybe try and get him on the show one day to talk Albanian rugby league. See how we go. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by that. That's that's awesome. Okay, to the south coast of New South Wales, where tickets are now on sale for a special triple header featuring a Battle of the West and a Real Trial match and two New South Wales junior representative games to support the South Coast region and honour firefighters and volunteers on the B- at the Bega Recreation Ground on Saturday the 29th of Feb. The Andrew Johns Cup is the under-16s. The Laurie Daly Cup is the under-18s. Will be the curtain raisers for the EISS Super Sapphire Trial um, tribute match between Penrith and the Eels as part of a three-day festival to lift spirits in that region by des- devastated bushfire region. That is fantastic. Isn't Andrew Johnson Cup, out. Laurie Daly Cup. But just I love New South Wales Rugby League. I mean, lots of people have been like, what can we do to help? I, you know, I'll do a bake sale and send some cash. Yeah. But the fact that um, this isn't the first time we've talked about New South Wales or Queensland Rugby League going to like face-to-face with these communities, trying to get cash in there, trying to do entertainment things and, and, and fixing grounds, building goalposts. They're so involved. And not just in a let's give cash to um, Red Cross, which is a lovely thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and there is money from these ticket sales all go to the Red Cross. Yeah, yeah. But also just to actually physically go there and, and get involved and, and talk to these community people is phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's a, that's, there's a reason rugby league is the people's yeah. game. And, yeah, when, when people are doing it tough, rugby league seems to be there. Great Mate, people. That golden point. Damn it. Because that was my last one. So, where it's at least a draw, maybe you're going to win. So, I beat you without the internet. Well, you, have, you got a job. You got an internet at your job. <laughs> I'm not sour or whatever. <laughs> Golden Point, Serbia. <laughs> so, Red Star Belgrade have released their new Call to Arms video for the season. It's all part of their journey towards League One. This is hardly Golden Point, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you agree. <laughs> got, Someone invented a video. I've got two more after this. And sour. features music from Aussie band Underground Lovers. So, hey. they'll be doing some other cool things in collaboration with Red Star. Yeah. Um, and I'll be, we'll post up the video soon on our socials. So how'd they get in contact with that music thing? So uh Colin Clayweg, mate, he's a man of, of uh, everywhere. Everywhere. I love that. It's so smart that they're also trying to link in to the Australian market because 
because they know that rugby league's massive here. Yeah, exactly. This, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep doing it all the way to League One, baby. Uh, so you, you're, you're, uh, I'm going to try and <laughs> say, back. I'm trying to say baby Colin every week. gets the baby out of you. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep going. Golden point. This was a bingo. I thought you were going to get this one, but Cook Islands. So the 2020 Cook Islands Premier League kicked off last Saturday. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still waiting on results to filter through. But the new new look. Premier That's why League. I didn't do it, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Sure. As well, do it next week. <laughs> um, the new look Premier League will feature the top five clubs from across the Pacific nation. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce them just yes. just for laughs. So uh, the Tupapa Mar- Mararenga Panthers, mm-hmm. the Titicavika Bulldogs. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> Titicavika Bulldogs. Okay, yep. Ararangi Bears, mm-hmm. the Avatiu Eels. Oh, I the, love those guys. The champions, the Nat- the uh, oh. Natangia, Matavera, Sea Eagles. Yeah, and that's why they won because everyone forfeited. No one wanted to no play against to, the yeah. Nahavisham and the Sea Eagles. <laughs> According to Asia Pacific Rugby League, the Premier League will feature a full home and away season with finals. It's going to uh, the finals will start on April twenty five. The grand final will be on May one. Uh, and Cook Islands Rugby League will again run reserve grade under 19s, 16s, and thirteens competitions this year. So fantastic God, work! I'm loving that. Because Cook Islands are also one of those teams that I feel like is just simmering under the yeah. under they're ready to go, ready to push domestically building, and there ha- there what there hasn't been too much action in the last years, uh, recent of recent mm-hmm. past, yes, but they're really building up, and you know w- when World Cups are near. People get excited yep. and they're building towards something. Uh, this is my last one. So, Golden Point, uh, Super League, but for Australia and Asia Pacific. So, Rugby League Hub has made history by broadcasting not one but two Super League matches into Australia and Asia Pacific, which were not broadcast in the UK. So, first time oh. it's ever happened. Uh, keep a look out on Rugby League Hub for feature, uh, for more streams soon if you're in Australia uh, as more are coming. And one of the guys behind it uh, is Steve Mascord, of course, from Mascord Browns. So they're doing a great job and it's a good time to plug mascordbrowns.com. <laughs> mascotbrowns.com.au. Don't forget your 10% discount for Chasing Kangaroos listeners. It's 2020 Vision, 2020 Vision, one word. Wow. I'm going to get you to say it next week. That's excellent. And, and he, he's not reading that. That was just staring <laughs> me in the eye, making me feel small. What about? Talk me through, go back, to tell me this hub thing, because this is a way that I can watch Super League. Go back. So rugbyleaguehub.com. Yeah. Um, it's run by Steve Mascord. It's like a news site. I don't know if it's been updated much in the last few years because Steve's got so much yeah, going stuff on. going on. Mm. And uh, as I understand it, he got the call. He got he got the opportunity to stream a game a few days before it happened. Didn't get much time to even tell anyone about it. Right. Organised all the equipment, got some commentators, and um, he obviously had help as well. But so, but you know, I'm going to mention Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main person that I know there, and um, yeah, so he got this stream happening. And they did a second game as well, so I think they got a Toronto game as well. So, uh, just keep your look, keep a lookout. We'll try and um, to all our listeners out there. I know they're keen to to watch, mm. so we'll try and uh, post updates and stream details and things like that. But and does it require us a membership? Like, was it just free on the internet to watch for anyone I, who's I'll, I'll have to, worked at? I'll home. have to double check that. But yeah, I, if your internet works at home, wow, you can stream it. Phenomenal. And you can also, my internet works at home. You can also win golden points if you <laughs> internet doesn't. That doesn't help. You're gonna beat. You're no. gonna beat me next week. Because well, I'm, I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. I just need to throw one in. <laughs> Let's talk about next week. Actually, while we're at it, it's okay. going to be an awesome episode. Yeah, it's all about Papua New Guinea. Is that what's happening? I think it's going to be the first ever podcast dedicated to Papua New Guinea rugby league in history. Maybe. Oh yes. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. Maybe. And when people write about that on Wikipedia, you won't be on that episode. 
Because you're also not here next week, so it's just oh no, you're interviewing one of yeah. the people. Yeah, so we're gonna so have, close to being. We're gonna have a couple of interviews. So um, uh, Matt Church, the the coach of uh, PNG Hunter, he'll mm-hmm. be speaking to you, biggest. Uh, and I've got Stanley Jean, so the arguably the Papua New Guinea and Kumul's goat. Uh, be talking to him as well, just talking about his career and what he thinks about the future for Papua New Guinea. So. Papua New Guinea in rugby league. I'm excited. We're, we're going to be talking about it. It's a country that's so obsessed with it, and everyone. And it's another cliche about how you know they, they're obsessed with it, which is why I was just so excited about trying to talk to people from it because it, it's, I just can't wait to hear more about it. And Dead said as a fan, I was like, I can't wait to hear an episode about Papua New Guinea. It's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, can't wait to hear your interview. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to sign off with. Can tell me my Albanian friend's name? Uh, Arnaldo Tello. Arnaldo Tello, come on the show. We love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> You, you can fly 25,000 kilometres and come on the show. <laughs>